scripture and things to follow along with. You know, I was reading through and uh, looking at some research, and they, the, the, there was a group in Columbia that have found that the average person makes 70 decisions every day. Think about that, 70, the average person. That's 25,500 decisions a year. That's over a 70-year time span, 1,788,500 decisions. Now, I know some of you are thinking your wife makes that many decisions every day, but that's not true. Somebody commented and said, life is a sum of all your choices. You put all those 1,788,500 choices together, and that's what you are. You are a sum of all the choices that you make in life. We all need to choose. Uh, so many people in life are so indecisive. I mean, they can't decide on anything. I read the story about how there was a store that uh, that is selling husbands and uh, just opened and there was a woman that wanted to choose a husband for herself among all the many men in the store and so she goes to the store and she sees how the store had six floors and uh, what she was told is that the men increase in positive attributes as the shoppers ascend to the higher floors and so it says there however there is a catch if you, as you open the door to any floor, you have to choose a man from that floor. But if you go up another floor, you cannot go back down except to exit the building. And so she thought, well, this sounds pretty simple. So the woman goes to the center and she wants to find a husband. She goes to the first floor and the sign on the door reads, floor one, these men have jobs. These men have jobs. The woman reads the sign and she says to herself, well, that's better than my last boyfriend, but I wonder what's farther up. So she decides to push the button. She goes up to the second uh, floor and that sign read, floor two, these men have jobs and love kids. The woman remarks to herself, she thought, well, that's great, but I wonder what's farther up. So she goes up again to the third floor and that sign read, floor three, these men have jobs, love kids and are extremely good-looking. She thought, hmm, that sounds better, but I wonder what's upstairs. So she goes to the fourth floor, and the sign reads, Floor 4, these men have jobs, love kids, they're extremely good-looking, and they help with the housework. She thought, wow, wow, very, very tempting. But she thought, hey, there's still two more floors. So she pushes the button, she goes up another flight, the door opens, the fifth floor sign reads, floor five, these men have jobs, love kids, they're extremely good looking, they help to do with the housework, and they have a strong romantic streak. Oh my, she says. Just think about that. But she said, I wonder what's waiting for me on the top floor. So she goes to the sixth floor and it opens up and it says, floor six, you are the 6,875,953,012 visitor to this floor. There are no men on this floor. It exists solely as proof that women struggle to choose. <laughs> now that's the way we are. There are people in this world that struggle to choose. But I love the Bible. Let me say that again. I love the Bible. I hope you do too. And there's a lot of people in the Bible 
that chose. I love to study stories in the Bible like Moses who chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I think about the three Hebrew boys in Daniel 3 that said unto the king, but if, if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I think about those that we don't know by name. We oftentimes refer to them as the martyrs of the faith. In Hebrews 11, the Bible says they were stoned. They were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. I think about Ruth. Ruth chose. She said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. I think about Daniel. Daniel chose, the Bible says he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. I think about that young Jewish girl, Esther. Esther chose. She said, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so I will go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. See, there were those in the Bible that made a choice. And I'm glad I'm a part of a church that 68 years ago, this coming Sunday, made a choice. They chose to be a Bible-believing church. The purpose of our church remains for three reasons. And we'll look at these three reasons this morning. But I want to challenge you to choose this year to learn the Word of God. I want you to choose this year to live for Christ in this world that we live in. I want you to choose this year to love people the way Christ loved people. I think about choosing to learn the Word of God. And notice the words that Joshua said. He says, if it seem evil unto you. Think about that phrase. What is Joshua saying when he said, if it seem evil unto you? Here's what he's saying to them is, it's, if it's unjust, if it seems to be unreasonable, if it seems to be inconvenient, can I tell you, folks, listen, you and I have to live our lives serving the one who gave himself for us. Joshua was challenging the people as his life was coming to an end, and he was challenging them to learn the word of God, to cleave unto the Lord. Look what he says in Joshua 23, 8. Cleave unto the Lord your God as ye have done unto this day. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 10 verse 20, Therefore shalt thou fear the Lord thy God, him shalt thou serve, and to him thou shalt cleave and swear by his name. This year I hope that you cleave unto the Lord, but also that you, as Joshua challenged, that you would cleave unto the word of God. Joshua 22, 5, take diligent heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses the servant of law charged you to love the Lord your God to walk in all his ways to keep his commandments and to cleave unto him and to serve him 
with all your heart and with all your soul. In this new year, will you choose to learn the Word of God? It's a choice. The Bible says in Psalm 119, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Timothy wrote, Paul wrote to Timothy, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Folks, listen, when I study the Word of God, here's what I find is that the New Testament church was built on the teaching and the preaching of God's Word daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. We make much of God's Word in our church, and rightfully so, because it is God's Word that changes people's lives. This year, we need to get under the Word of God. I've seen over the past three years in the adult attendance in our Sunday school that 60% of our attendance is up, and in our children's ministry, it's up 75% in the last three years. That is people that have come under the Word of God that are learning the Word of God, and we need to do that this year. If there ever was a verse, and people say to me all the time, I don't find Sunday school in the Bible. You don't. The words are not there. But can I give you a great verse for Sunday school? Look at it there, Deuteronomy 31, 12, and then you can stop asking me why we have Sunday school, all right? Look what it says. Gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear and that they may learn and fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of this law. The question is this morning, will you choose to attend Sunday school in this new year? Right now, you, you're faced with a choice. Am I going to be a part of that? But along with Sunday school, our church has three other services every week. We have Sunday morning, we have Sunday night, and we have Wednesday night. Folks, I'm going to tell you, when I got saved, I just understood one thing. Nobody twisted my arm. Nobody made me. But I chose to be in the house of God every time the doors were open to the house of God. Every time the book was open. Every time there was teaching and preaching of the word of God. We need to be in the house of God. God has blessed our church because we have people that are attending the services. Listen, how shall they hear except there be a preacher? We need to be in the house of God. God will bless our lives and God will bless our families. I've seen over the past three years in 2015 that our attendance on Sunday morning was 114. That in 2015, our attendance was, uh, was uh, 132. And in, then in 2017, it was 156. We were uh, blessed to have a high day of 240 in attendance. And don't get me wrong, folks, it's not about numbers. But every time somebody walks through that door, I'm going to tell you something, God's glad they're in his house. And we ought to be excited when people are coming and people are hearing the word of God along with our church services and learning the word of God. Another thing that God has given to us is what we oftentimes refer to as the third part of the Great Commission, to see people saved, to see them follow the Lord in believers' baptism, but it doesn't end there, is to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and that is what we oftentimes refer to as discipleship. 
This is something that every true Bible church should be a part of, is to help people once they are saved and baptized to get grounded in the Word of God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.2, And the things that thou hast heard of among me, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Uh, we, we started, when I came here, this program, it's a Bible-based uh, curriculum called Be Committed. And I love it because it takes you through the Word of God. And listen, folks, I'm going to tell you, if you have never gone through a discipleship program, this year should be the year that you should say, I choose to go through discipleship to get further grounded in the Word of God. Every one of us need to get the Word of God into our lives. And I'm glad to say over this past year, we had 15 disciples that graduated from that program. Will you commit yourself to choose to be discipled in 2018? We also, along with learning the Word of God in this past year in 2017, we were able to start a singles class for uh, singles that, that, that are dealing with things in their life. We also started a Wednesday night children's program, and we were privileged to have our very own junior camp this past year, and we saw four uh, young boys and girls trust Christ as their Savior. Why would we do that? Because the Bible says this, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so we make much around here about learning from the Word of God. And will you commit this year to learn more from the Word of God? How about this? Look at a second purpose of our church. It is a choice to live for Christ in this world. It's a choice. Uh, you can live for the Lord while you're in church, but will you live for the Lord when you walk out those doors? Will you live for the Lord on your job tomorrow? Will you live for the Lord when you're around a bunch of unsaved people that are mocking our God? And listen, it is a choice, and this is a day that all the world is going away from God instead of going toward God. If you know, if you know anything about this world, Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The Bible says the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And the Bible says because the iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Folks, we have to understand that as Peter wrote, he says, Beloved, seeing that ye know these things. And by the way, this isn't anything new I'm talking to you about. If you've been saved for any length of time, you know that people are going after every strange doctrine and teaching that is out in this world. And what we need is God's word. And we need to choose to live for Christ in this world we live in. And Peter wrote, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. This needs to be a year that you and I choose to have a testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad that I, I'm a part of a church that when I go out into the, into the community and I knock on somebody's door, or I'm in a store and I, I, I start talking to somebody and I tell them that I go to Bible Baptist Church. And by the way, I don't have a problem saying Bible Baptist Church. I don't have a problem with the word Baptist either. And when I say that, I don't hear people go, oh, you go to that church. You know why? Because our church 
has a good testimony for Christ. We've chosen to be a church that has the right kind of testimony. Paul, uh, Paul writes to those in Philippi, look at what it says here, only let your conversation, your lifestyle, the way you choose to live be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together. That's what I want to do with you this year. Striving together for the faith of the gospel. And there's two ways that we can do this. Two ways that we can live for Christ in this new year. One of those ways is through outreach. Outreach. This is something we find in the Word of God, that Jesus went to where people were. Remember the woman at the well? How that the disciples were good Baptists and they were hungry? And they decided they were going to go to the restaurant and get something to eat. But Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. Jesus went where this woman was. Jesus went where the, the maniac of Gadara was. Jesus went to where the lepers were. And that's exactly what you and I need to do in this new year, is you and I need to go where people are. And as we go, we need to go with the gospel. The Bible says, ye are the light of the world. You ever think about that? If you're saved today, you can carry the light of the gospel to everyone. The Bible says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The Bible says, go ye in all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. How about Psalm 67? That thy, word, thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving help among all nations. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I am so thrilled to pastor a church of people who have said, I understand my responsibility. I understand the command of God to be a witness. Back in 2015, when I came, our church collectively knocked on 12,240 doors. The following year, we knocked on 14,342 doors. Last year, we knocked on 16,718 doors. We sent out two mailers, one for our Easter services, one for our Christmas services, 11,000 mailers into some of the gated communities that we could not get into and knock on those doors. Folks, we are going to continue to choose to go out into the highways and hedges and compel people to come in. And it is so important that we understand this. And so what we've done, and I'll share with you here in just a minute, is we are having a kickoff for soul winning in this coming new year. Uh, Brother Chris is going to lead us with this. It's going to start on February the 3rd. Uh, we'll give you this flyer here in just a minute, but uh, we'll have a, a fun contest with this. But really, it's not about the fun. It's about souls being reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want every one of you to say, listen, I'm going to choose to be involved in it. I'm going to be a part of what God's doing at Bible Baptist Church. And we'll share some things, but I like this. The word pulse stands for pursue, unite, love, serve, and equip. And that's why we, we are calling it the pulse outreach. We want to go out again like Jesus did, and reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the question this morning is, will you choose to go to others with the gospel of Jesus Christ? But not only do we go to people, but we're also to help people. We're to send those that are called of God 
And the Bible says in Acts 13 and verse 1, Now they that were in the church that was in Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Menaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. Folks, that's called missions. Our church is involved in reaching the world. Look, God has given us an opportunity and a command to reach our Jerusalem. That's Pembroke Pines. But beyond that, the Bible talks about all Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. And God's given us the privilege as a church to support right now, currently, 57 missionaries that are taking the gospel to the regions beyond. While we are here, we are supporting them, and we are, we are helping them. Since 2015, we have taken on uh, 13 brand new missionaries, and I believe we're going to be able to take on some even new missionaries this year, maybe in the coming months. And in 2017, we had over $63,000 that was given by faith to missionaries to get the gospel to the regions beyond. And the question to this morning and throughout this year is, will you choose to give to missions so that people can be saved? Amen. Folks, we have an opportunity to live for Christ, and one way we can do that is through our outreach, but another way is through our inreach. God's given us opportunities as a church. The Bible not only says to go into the highways and hedges, but it says that we need to compel them to come in that my house might be filled. I, listen, when people come to church, I get excited. You know why? Because every major thing that's happened in my life, you know where it happened? In church. God began to deal with me in church. God saved me in church. God married me in church. I mean, folks, listen, we need to get people here under the sound of the Word of God. God blessed in this past year through our Easter Sunday service, through our open house, through our family and friend day, through our vacation Bible school, through our Christmas program. The Bible says that we need to receive one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. And the question is, will you choose to bring someone to God's house in this new year? I'm, I'm thrilled to say that we saw 17 people walk the aisle and get saved, trust Christ in 2017. We saw 13 people follow the Lord in believers' baptism. We saw 67 people become members of Bible Baptist Church, all because we chose to live for Christ. Will you choose to live for Christ? Will you choose to learn the Word of God? How about the third purpose of our church? Will you choose to love people as Christ loved people? Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. This is what God wants us to do. He says, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. We can love others if we have a heart for God. Ezekiel said, a new heart also will I give you. God says, a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you an heart of flesh. The psalmist's prayer was this, create in me a clean heart, O Lord. Look what he says, renew a right spirit within me. What are some ways that you and I can choose 
in this new year to love other people. You ought to be thinking right now, how can I love others as Jesus loved me? How can I, I spend time? We're going to have some opportunities in this new year through men's meetings. We had a great one yesterday, ladies' meetings. We, the ladies had a great time. Well, we're, we're going to have uh, something brand new called care groups. We're going to get together as a church in small groups and have times of fellowship. We're going to have a couple's retreat again, and I want to encourage you to be at that. We're going to have a, we're going to have a family conference, something we've never done before, and we're going to invite you to be here as a family and to get something to help your family. We're going to have uh, starting point classes to help people to get grounded as, and become a part of our church if that's God's will. We're going to have a missions conference like we've had in the past couple of years. Folks, listen, you and I need to make some choices, and your choice will determine where you will be at the end of this year. I love what John Maxwell said. He said, life is a matter of choices, and every choice you make makes you. Every choice you make makes you. Eleanor Roosevelt said, I am who I am today because of the choices I made yesterday. The choices I made yesterday. Now, folks, I want to encourage you to choose. And I'm going to have Brother Kenny and Brother Chris come at this time. We'll have our ushers come. I've got a packet of information that I want to give to you guys. I've had a bunch of people say, Pastor, are we going to have new pins this year? Brother Chris, jump up here and turn around and show them that pin there. Thank you, sir. There's your new pin right there. And guess what it says on it? Choose. Hey, this is open. Were you drinking out of this? All right. Then it's holy water, okay? All right. So they're going to pass out. They're going to begin to pass those out. We're going to give one to every family. If you're a single, that's fine. One to every family or every single. And if you, listen, there's a couple items in here. That if there are two adults in the, in the family, we want to make sure that, that every adult gets a pen. And also there is a tablet. You can go ahead and get started. One to every family. There's a nice tablet with a theme on it. So if you have a husband and wife this morning, we want you to stop in the lobby and get another tablet and another one of these pens. We want every adult to have one along with the tablet and the pen. We've got a coaster. You can go ahead and start looking through it if you want. We've got a coaster with the church's logo on it. I just covered the soul winning kickoff, the pulse kickoff. Their flyer is in there. There's also a Bible reading schedule for the brand new year. And so we, we invite you again to learn the Word of God, get in the Word of God. And so that's in there for you. There's a note in there from me to you. And if you would, the longest thing is in there is that calendar. Pull that out. Pull that calendar out. I see that calendar. Now, I'm not going to go through it because I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but here's all the special things. Think about what this calendar represents. You see, every one of these events you're in and you're a part of, you chose to be there, okay? And I want you to look through that calendar and it put this in the most frequented place in your house. Where is that? The refrigerator, the refrigerator all right? Make sure you get some magnets, stick that on your refrigerator, and I want you to have that, those other goodies. You can look through there. There's two items that I want you to take out. This right here. Everybody take this little card. See if you can find it. See if you can find that little card. Did we get one to everybody? Anybody didn't get a packet? Anybody didn't get a packet right here? Need one? No? Anybody else? 
Ushers did a good job. All right, see that little card? Look on the front of it. 14 days of prayer for what? For revival. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to keep this with you. Put this somewhere where you can keep it. It should be easy. If you put it in your Bible, you're reading your Bible every day, that's the easiest place to put this. And on the back, it's got here January the 7th, that's today, through January the 20th when our revival starts. And what I want you to do is every day, whether it's a couple minutes or maybe longer, I want you to pray that God will work in your heart and in the hearts of God's people during our revival. I believe in the power of prayer that God will bless if we pray. How many of you will say, now look, don't just say it. How many of you say, with God's help, I'm going to commit to praying every day for a revival? Would you raise your hand? Now look, look here. If for some reason you forget or miss a day, just pick it up the day after, every day. Pray for revival. Pray, 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 okay? Now, one last thing I want you to grab is this right here. This is the actual bulletin for today, and on the inside, you're going to find the actual message that I'm going to preach in just a minute. You say, Pastor, I thought you already preached. No, I just gave you the introduction, okay? (laughs) Fooled you. Nobody, lock those doors. Don't let anybody out, all right? So I wanted to make sure you guys had all that. At this time, we're going to have a special song, and so hang on to that outline if you would, and then we're we're going to get into the message this morning.